Well, the Illini basketball season for men and women have come to an end. Uh, the Illini men's basketball ended earlier today, uh, so this is not a true post game because they could not get to the, you know, work coaching could not get to it after the game was over. But the Illinois Fighting Illini men's basketball season is uh, over after they lost to Arkansas in the first round of the NCAA tournament, 73-63. They have not made it past the second weekend, I believe, since 2005 uh, when Illinois made it to the national championship all those years ago. But the Illini season is now over. did get to see the game uh, from watching at the beginning and recorded and got to watch. Couldn't watch it live. Um, just you know, Illinois. It's the you know every time you talk about a post game and talk about Illinois, it's the same song, different dance. They just stop moving the ball. They turned the ball over. Um, they kept settling for threes. You know, just just all the same things that we've talked about with this Illinois team over and over again. Um, you can see from their shooting percentage, they took 22 threes. They were 6 of 22, 27% for threes. 20 of 52 for a regular field goal, 38.5%. Um, the 27% is not good for the um, three-point. Free throw line really hurt them as well, 17 of 26 you know, they make a few more of those. It's a different ball game. So that's 65.4%. Um, they got rebounded by Arkansas 34 to 43. Um, Illinois only had three offensive rebounds to Arkansas's 11. Uh, 31 defensive rebounds for Illinois. Illinois turned the ball over 17 times. So you're turning the ball over a lot. You're not really getting any type of offensive rebounds. It's not bowling well for you to win a game. Arkansas only took 11 threes. They were three for 11. Um, Their regular shooting was, they took 63 shots. They were 24 of 63. They were 38.1% shooting. Um, If you were able to see the shot chart, Illinois just took too many threes again. This team just relies heavily sometimes on, we're going to always shoot the three. We're not going to get looks inside the paint, um, especially in the first half. They, they they did not do that. Then turning the ball over, you cannot turn the ball over 17 times and expect to win. Um, we talk about it all the time. I talk about it with my basketball teams. I've learned from a high-powered school, from a coach, um, energy, effort, and rebounding help you win basketball games. So energy, effort, and rebounding always help win basketball games. And so when you don't have energy, you don't have effort, you're not rebounding, and then on top of it, you're turning the ball over, well, that, that kind of will put a damper on it. And you know, that'll be the end of your season. Um, Arkansas just looked more into it than the Illinois players did um, as a whole, not saying that every single player for Illinois did not look interested. It just seemed like more and more of Arkansas's team was more involved. Um, point totals for the Illinois team, Coleman Hawkins ended the day with 10 points. Danger only with five. Mayer really, really struggled, and people really went after him saying he looked disinterested, looked like he didn't want to be there, which I'm not saying they – it's hard to say as a competitor that they don't want to be there, but they just kind of started to do their own thing. He started to struggle. Um, He only had two points, and his two points came from free throws. He was 0 of 6 shooting field goals, 0 of 5 from 3. Um, RJ Melendez had 10 points. Shannon, uh, Shannon, um, he – 
Didn't score, I believe, in the first 17 minutes, but he ended with 20 points. Um, and then off the bench, we had no bench presence scoring. Um, Rogers only had six. Epps off the bench with two points. Harris with two points, and Goody was six. Um, again, we were missing layups. We did not look like we were very. We were playing cohesively. I don't think they went to danger enough down in the paint. And you know, Mayor. It goes back to again when you don't have a point guard, like a true, honest to God point guard. Um, you will struggle. Uh, Illinois had the has been lucky enough to have true point guards. They've had, um, even though Io Desume, I guess, wasn't a true point guard, he was better at bringing the ball up than than Shannon, than than Mayer, and everything else. When you have a Trent Frazier to bring the ball up, um, Epps could have grown into that true point guard, but that concussion really set him back. And I'm sorry, Shannon, he's better off the ball. He's not the guy that you want to bring up the ball every single time. So. He is not the point guard. Not having a true point guard really does hurt. Um, for Arkansas, they had a little bit more balanced scoring-wise for their starters. Um, they had 12 points, 18 points, and 16 points. Um, our council, uh, he was 11 of 12 for free throws, which is really good. Um, they were just, you know... Arkansas just went and said, we're, we're not going to sell for threes. We are going to be the team that drives to the basket. We're going to get the ball in the paint, and we're going to come after you, and we're going to play tough defense. We're going to be more interested in what's going on. Um, and people talk about the Big Ten being a really good basketball conference, which it is. But I think we all kind of overlooked the SEC as well. They were a very good basketball program or a conference this year as well. And the toughness in Arkansas kind of showed that, you know, the teams they have to play in the SEC. We talk about Illinois and having to play these Big Ten teams. Well, Arkansas had to play these SEC teams and look what who they had to play. And they looked very battle-tested uh, battle, uh, when they had to play Illinois. And just so – just ultimately it came down to that Illinois sometimes looked disinterested. They weren't moving the ball. Um, RJ, the, the beauty of doing this after the fact is that RJ Melendez even came out and said, you know, the coaches are telling us what to do. Coach Underwood's telling us what to do, and we're not doing it. Like, not all of us are doing it. We're not doing it 100% of the time. So that kind of tells you that sometimes they're off in their own little world. You know, sometimes they're going to do their own thing, um, and that doesn't bode well. And this is just new era for basketball you have. NAIL money coming along. You have transfer portal. You know, the way Coach Underwood was building the team when he had Io Desumu and Kofi Coburn and everything else, he built it up from recruiting freshmen. He built it up maybe a transfer that comes in. You know, now he's got to deal with transfer portal. He's got to deal with guys getting name, image, and likeness because Guy Clark committed to Louisville right after Illinois lost. And so talking about him getting money – Coleman Hawkins calling him out. Sky Clark saying, you know, a freshman left when things got to go in tough. Maybe some promises with this money. So this is just, it's all very new and how this team was built. And just sometimes it looked really, really good. And sometimes it looked great with playing together, the cohesiveness that we talked about, playing as a team. Then it was a conversation all year as as the season comes to a close is, what was the culture in the locker room like? Coleman Hawkins hinted at it, like the culture and the brotherhood didn't feel the same as it did throughout the rest of it. And it talked about way back when, when we had the leadership and you know Brad Underwood did the thing and people really got after him for saying things like that. It's true, you know, and we kind of ignored it a little bit 
when we went on a winning streak. You know, winning kind of cures all things when people are doing things you're not supposed to do or it hides some of your weaknesses, I suppose, um, as a whole group. But when you look at as the this starts to unfold and you start to think about it, well, where were the leadership? Was it Shannon? Was he the leader? Um, did Epps slowly start to become a leader? Is Coleman Hawkins supposed to be that leader? Because we were spoiled in having Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier, Io DeSumo. So who was that person in this group? And it didn't seem like anybody wanted to step up and do it consistently. It seemed all the time. Maybe it was Shannon. You know, Coleman Hawkins, maybe it was him. You know, sometimes you have the spark from Ty Rogers. And so... It was just a weird team as it went forward. Um, the length of the team and the talent of the team could have made a Sweet 16 run, but ultimately, I don't know even if us Illini fans thought that because of how, again, has has it ended. Now, we went on that win streak at the end. We'd be having a different story, but you know, we didn't end the, the season on a win streak and struggled versus certain teams. Um, Illinois had their moments that they could have pulled away in this game. They had moments to, you know, they had, you know, not that they were going to dominate Arkansas, but they brought in pretty close. But the three-point line has haunted Illinois all year, getting away from going into the paint, turning the ball over, and then just never really finding a way to put their foot down, all gas, no brakes. Arkansas did the same thing. There was a moment where you thought that they were going to hit that final punch, and they didn't. And so Arkansas is basically like Illinois, except Arkansas's game plan was we're going to go right into the paint. We are going to make sure that we're not settling for these threes, which is what I wish Illinois would do um, more and not selling for these threes. It was the story of last year a little bit, and it's come to haunt us again a little bit um, this year. And so... Yeah, so Illinois' season has come to an end with that 73-63 to loss. And there's really not much more you could say. Um, but we are going to discuss, you know, this team and going forward. Coach Underwood said he would love to have every single guy come back. Um, he does have to address the point guard position. I don't think guys can come back. I don't think Mayer can come back. I don't know about Shannon. I don't know how the instill play and their, their things are going to work. Um, can you keep Danger? Can he continue to grow as the post guy? Um, is Coleman Hawkins going to go to the NBA draft? I think he is. The only way he stays is if some name, image, and likeness deal comes through where he goes, mm, you know, depending on my draft stock, what kind of money am I going to make? And so it's possible that he stays. You know, I think Melendez could stay. I think some of these younger guys can stay and build this up because they are freshmen. Sky Clark is gone. So we just have to kind of address, or not kind of, we do have to address the point guard position. We get a point guard with some of these guys and a couple of different recruits. Uh, maybe the transfer portal, will, it'll be a good team. But every single time for the past couple of the times I've done this, we've had to address Coach Underwood. And so here we go again. So here's the segment for Coach Underwood that we have to do all the time. Every time they've lost this season, it ramps up with this Coach Underwood talk of he's a terrible coach, gets out coached, doesn't have a game plan, and, you know, it was just terrible. And then it's ramped up a little more. And then after this loss, people are saying he's got to go. You know, he, you know, deserves blame. 
And from a coach perspective, yes, as a coach, it's going to take blame. But it kind of opens the window a little bit to what really goes on. We have R.J. Melendez come out and say, well, coaches are telling us to do this. Coach Underwood's saying to do this. And we're not doing it. Like, we're just kind of ignoring it. Now that goes to, that's two streets here. You got to get them to do it. But when you're dealing with transfer guys, you're dealing with older guys that haven't been around you except for this year, they're going to go back to what they know. And this is what they're going to do. So, for Coach Underwood, we're going to say it again. Stop calling for him to be fired. If you want him fired, go root for another team. Stop rooting for the University of Illinois. Because remember where Illinois was before he showed up. And we talked about it before. Um, what Illinois looked like before he got here. He's now got them back to being talked about on a national stage. Um, I don't know what you need as Illinois fans. You know, we're seeing posts about, well, don't even make the NCAA tournament if you can't even get out of the first weekend. Now, not getting out of the first round or the first weekend or getting to the second weekend is frustrating, and I'm on board. It is frustrating. But I personally would rather make the NCAA tournament to have an opportunity to win to get to that point. Because what would they have said if he didn't make the tournament? Well, he probably should be fired. Okay, so you want him fired if he does make the tournament, but you want him fired if they do make the tournament. That makes sense. So let's talk about what the University of Illinois looked like when Brad Underwood decided to show up. This is Coach Underwood's coaching career from a Division One perspective. He was at Stephen F. Austin for a little bit in Oklahoma State. But we're going to look at Illinois. He got there in 2017. They went 14-8 and eight because he's trying to rebuild. Illinois hasn't done anything. You know, he's trying to figure it out. You know, he's got to recruit, and he's recruiting the way we talked about. He's going to recruit freshmen and try to figure this out. And then they go 12-21 and 21 as he continues to try to build this, which is a culture thing. You're trying to build a culture. It takes a little bit. You need time. To figure this out. So he goes 12 and 21 in 2018 and 2019 season. Then we get to the 2019 2020 season where he goes 12 and 10. Now, this is when, you know, COVID started to happen. So he goes from 14 and 8 to 12 and 21 and then goes 21 and 10. Now they go 21 and 10, if we remember correctly, they were hot, man. They were looking good. They started on a win streak. Um, they were going to make the NCAA tournament, and then COVID hit. Then COVID hit. Okay, They even got ranked as high as 19, and the AP final for them was 21. Then we get to the 2020-2021 season where we're still dealing with COVID. We're still dealing with how they recruit. We're still dealing with how they play games and practicing. Goes 24-7, and seven, so now he has a second 21 season. Um, their highest AP high was... Their preseason number eight, and they ended up being number two at one point. They won the Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship, and then they finally make the NCAA Tournament. Now, they should have made it the year before, but but COVID, so makes the NCAA Tournament. 2020, last year, 2021 to 2022 season for Illinois, they go 23-10. and 10. Um, They were 10 at one point, right, 19 at one point, preseason 11, so they stayed in there. They were the regular season Big Ten champs that year. Did not win the Big Ten tournament that year, but regular season Big Ten champs make the NCAA tournament again. Then this year, this is not updated. This is 20 and 12. They ended the year with 20 and 13. They were preseason 23. Their highest was 16. They did not end ranked. 
they made the NCAA tournament again. So this is his third straight NCAA tournament. This is his fourth 21 season. Um, his career overall is 223 and 106 because we did not add that loss there. So my question is, what's the justification in you guys out there who are apparently smarter than everybody else? Why do you fire want to fire him? Oh, well, it's a participation trophy because you just make the NCAA tournament. Oh, every single game he has lost, apparently, he gets outcoached. That's the rationale that some out there I have gotten into it with have said, basically. Um, every time they have lost, this is what I'm getting out of this. Every time he has lost a game, it's because he's outcoached. These losses go hand in hand. The coach is going to take full responsibility. But ultimately, you don't think he's telling the guys out there to move the ball around. Um, you don't think he's telling the guys to do this, do this. You think he tells the guys to make a certain pass. So this loss thing has to come down to both. The players lose the games as well. This team, he put the team together because he had to make decisions with this new transfer portal, dealing with name, image, and likeness, dealing with Sky Clark leaving. Goody was hurt all year until he finally started to come back, trying to maneuver some guys around, and then you had Epsco. Like, just things had happened. So ultimately, this team, athleticism-wise or their play-wise, did not live up to expectations that we all had coming in. Fine. But who, again, apparently, people want Brad Underwood fired because he's a terrible coach. I've had somebody literally say he's the worst coach in the Big Ten to me. That is a horror. That, that statement doesn't even make sense. He's the worst Big Ten coach, huh? Hmm. Iowa lost. They haven't. He's been there 13 years, and he hasn't been out of the first round there in Iowa. Okay. Um, Juwan Howard didn't even make the tournament this year. Okay. Uh, Rutgers should have, but they didn't make it. All these other Big Ten teams either didn't make the, the, the NCAA tournament or they've lost as well. So you're telling me Brad Under literally got told to me Brad Underwood is the worst coach of the Big Ten by far. Well, what's the proof? Well, the proof, there is no proof. These people will just say, well, there's these high expectations. It's NCAA championship or bust. And because he didn't get out of the first weekend, he's a terrible coach. First of all, this is not Brad Underwood that took over a Duke program that constantly makes the NCAA tournament, that constantly competes for NCAA championships, and is not making the NCAA tournament because of that. He took over the University of Illinois, where no offense to John Gross because he could outcoach all of us, anybody listening or, or talking could outcoach us because he knows more. He's been around it more. But we dealt with the John Gross era. We dealt with the very end of the Bruce Weber era where we weren't at, you know, we weren't making the NCAA tournament. We weren't talking about winning Big Ten championships. We weren't talking about five-star recruits. We weren't talking about those type of things. We were down in the dumps. To build a culture, sometimes it happens like this, but more and often than not, it takes a while. So Coach Underwood came in. He had to trim the fat. He had to try to recruit the way he knew how to with freshmen, maybe a transfer here and there, but mainly freshmen, and that's how he built up to this point. Well, now he's entering a brand new era of can I build a team with recruiting freshmen or does it have to be the transfer portal? So I have to deal with name, image, and likeness. So this wanting to fire him thing does not make sense. I didn't know that four 21 seasons wasn't good enough for Illinois 
and Illinois fans. I didn't know that. I didn't know that winning the Big Ten regular season wasn't enough. I didn't know winning the Big Ten tournament championship wasn't enough. I didn't know that. I didn't know taking them to three straight NCAA tournament appearance wasn't enough. Apparently, that's not good enough because apparently Illinois is Kentucky. Apparently, Illinois is Duke. Apparently, Illinois is North Carolina. Apparently, Illinois is Kansas all of a sudden. Apparently, that's what we are. And we can never forget where we come from. We're winning basketball games. We are competing. People are putting Illinois' name into consideration of if they do what they need to do as a whole unit, they, you're talking about Sweet 16. You're talking about winning an NCAA game. So every single time that he loses, apparently, it gets brought up that, just some people, that he gets outcoached every single time. So then what happens when they win? Well, when they say when they win, it's the players. Okay, so if they win, it's all about the players. When they lose, it's because Coach Underwood gets outcoached. That makes zero sense. So if you're going to put statements out there to fire him, please actually have something of useful information that will make sense and have proof of why we need to fire him. Because when did Illinois fans get to the point where we can sit there and say, fire him, fire him, fire him? Makes zero absolute zero sense to fire him the statements about it the quote-unquote reasoning behind it there is no reason there's no reason to fire him there's no real true reason to fire him so quit putting it out there and i've said this before if all of a sudden we start winning eight games ten games um five years from now we are in the same position those when those conversations can go around and football is different than basketball. I feel like in football, guys only get like three years, and I think they need more. But for some reason, they only get three win- or years. Basketball does take a while, and you can't be so quick to fire coaches all the time, especially in college. Especially now that we're entering this new era of recruiting that Coach Underwood's going to have to adapt through. So just the, the narrative of just stop. If you have ever uttered the words between the time Coach Underwood was hired to 2023 and you say he needs to be fired, you go root for another team. I don't care if you go root for Indiana. I don't care if you go root for Purdue. You are not a true Illinois fan, in my opinion. So go root for somebody else. We'll stick with Coach Underwood. I can't wait to see what happens if next year, you know, I'm rooting big for football. And I think, you know, looking at what's going to happen, they're going to win some games. But if Illinois does eight wins or nine wins again this year or anything, I'm curious to see if those same people that have wanted Brad Underwood fired are going to say Coach Bielema needs to be fired because that would be another idiotic statement because of where we're coming from. But these are the same people that don't understand how to build a culture. They don't understand what goes into work and building a culture. And so just go root for another team. Don't root for Illinois football. Do not root for Illinois basketball. Don't do it. Do not do it. Go root for somebody else because – Firing Coach Underwood would be the dumbest thing. They're not doing it. Guarantee. I am 110% sure Coach Underwood is not going to be fired. And your reasonings out there to fire him, go be a LeBron fan. Go root for some other team that's not Illinois. Just stop. Just stop it. Stop. So that will end the uh, new Coach Underwood segment. Um, But Illinois basketball is now over. For men and women, Illinois men losing 73 to 63, first round double tournament. Um, so now we, we wait to see if anybody leaves. We look at recruiting, we look at all that stuff. 
and we'll see what kind of team they're going to have. But this will be the last quote-unquote post-game of the 2022-2023 season for Illinois basketball. Good team, good record. I think, you know, it's still a season that we were not hoping – it's not a season we were all hoping for. We were hoping they would, you know, Sweet 16, all that stuff, Big Ten Championship. But I think our expectations get really high when we have all the success and then we have to really look at the roster and really try to be realistic and looking into next year, we'll see who comes back and we'll have all that stuff when they come out with the team and we start to see, but, um, good run for Illinois. Don't worry. Coach Underwood, true fans are still behind you and you're still going to do good things. Um, so thanks for anybody watching or listening. Please like, and subscribe to YouTube channel, uh, follow me right on Apple and iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, Twitter at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter. Um, the coach Steve show on Twitter, Facebook group, uh, page, uh, the coach Steve show. Um, check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below, of course. Um, so thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Um, check out all the other episodes. There's a bunch of stuff out there for everybody. Um, and we will see you guys next time.